0: Love, talk radio You are listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. All black, all news all you. Listen to Classroom DNA with Miss Phyllis Alston. This one-half-hour show is designed especially for parents, but is for anyone who wants to ensure that each child reaches their full potential. Classroom DNA is on the air every Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, tune into Our Perspective, Thoughts from a New Generation, with Ms. Naila Ogle. Our perspective is on every Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. This weekly show offers its listeners a chance to hear impactful topics from America's next generation. Also join special media correspondent James Ogle on our perspective for a monthly segment on personal power and what it takes to be successful. Interested in being a broadcaster or would you like to sponsor one of our shows? Give us a call at 773-609-2226. That's 773 773-609- 609 2226. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue, executive producer. You're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. All Black, all news, all you. Thank you for joining us.
1: Sometimes I feel like a motherless child Sometimes I feel like a motherless child Sometimes I feel like a motherless child Oh Lord, oh Lord, I'm so far from home
2: This is Damaged Daughters, Surviving the Biological Bitch, and that was Dale DeAnne, singing from the depths of her soul. Welcome, my sisters, and you are all my sisters. If you've ever questioned, why is mom so mean to me? Why doesn't she hug me and tell me she loves me? Why does mom find fault with everything I do? Why does mom treat me different? Why does mom make me feel so bad? Why is mom mad all the time? Why does mom hit me for no reason? Why doesn't mom protect me from her man? Why is mom such a bitch to me? I was born happy, healthy, innocent, and trusting. And I just knew that the woman changing my diapers and feeding me was special. I loved her and wanted to be close to her. I tried to call out to her. Ma. Ma. Imagine my confusion when she said to me, don't call me mommy, mom, mama, or mother. My name is death. Call me death. Well, the cord was cut, tied, and burned from that point on. I wanted her to love me, but she would dole out affection on her timetable, not when I needed it. I heard, get away from me, you little motherfucker. So often, I thought it was normal. She was hung over a lot, so my timing for attention often conflicted with her need for two aspirin, a can of cold tomatoes, and a lot of rest. Sometimes she brought some stragglers home with her to keep the party going, and I might be wakened in the middle of the night and shone off, yay. But most of the time, she had just met these losers and knew nothing about them. It was grace that protected me. She sure didn't. The first of the month meant food stamps and grocery shopping to fill our empty cabinets. So empty, bread and margarine, were the only meal option. That happens when you bring hungry drunks home to eat your children's food. My cousin Lou noticed I wasn't quite as hearty as the others and began picking me up on weekends. Lou and her husband Bill had suffered a few miscarriages and they had decided that they weren't going to try again. Shortly thereafter, my aunt, Mama Lou, was in a near fatal car accident on the way to work and had a broken back. When she was finally released from the hospital, both she and Lou asked Beth if I could live with them. It was one of the happiest days of my life when I finally broke out of Bleak House. However, I didn't feel secure, so I saved food from every meal for hard times. A piece of biscuit, half a drumstick, half a strip of bacon, because I was sure that hard times were always around the corner. Another way I sought to prepare hard times, was saving in my piggy bank, saving every penny I got my hand on. So I had 50-cent pieces, silver dollars, and even paper dollars. I had saved quite a lot. And that's when Bess came around. She pulled me into a bedroom and said to me, your brothers and sisters won't have a Thanksgiving because I don't have money. And she made me feel so bad for living in a home where I had food and my needs met. So I got my piggy bank and I shook it until I got $15, which at that time would buy quite a bit of food. And Bessie came back again and again until my piggy bank was empty. Let's understand, I was seven, but she had no remorse or felt any guilt about manipulating her seven-year-old daughter. The insecurity that I felt living with Lou caused me to be very unsettled because Beth made it clear that she could come back at any time and take me away. And that was a very precarious edge to walk on. I tried to commit suicide when I was 12. My only regret was not succeeding. Now I had to answer the question of why. I didn't know how to vocalize my depression, so I gave the standard cop-out response. I don't know, but I did. I hated the upper grade center I was attending. Upper grade center sounds academic and scholarly. This place was anything but. It was a converted old folks home, complete with the swinging medical doors in the hall and the institutional green paint. I was 11 years old when I went into seventh grade. There was a 14-year-old boy in my class, and he was already a father. I skipped third grade, and when the results of the standardized test came back in sixth grade, the results, or at least my scores, were high school level. And my principal recommended that I go directly to a high school for gifted students. Bessie had some input, and I wasn't allowed to go. Instead, I'm in a school with underachievers that really didn't care. I was younger than everyone else, and I loved to learn. So they ridiculed me unmercifully. Yes, suicide seemed a viable, option, actually the only option, between school, which had become my own personal hell, and Bess, my own personal demon. Suicide was the only way out for me. When I was a young adult, I had a good job, a car, and I was very responsible about paying my bills. Bessie came to me and asked me to co-sign a car loan for her. I was so reluctant because I knew her history, but she swore up and down that she would take care of it every month, she would make the payments, and I strenuously Stipulated. Make sure the insurance is paid. If you can't pay the insurance, let me know and I'll make the payment. Oh, sure. Oh, yes, I will. She promised ever so faith. Within the year, I received a love note from GMAC letting me know that I owed them a lot of money for the car that I co-signed for which had been total. I was in shock because she had not said anything to me, hadn't mentioned a word. So I asked her, "Bess, what are you gonna do about this? What do you mean what am I gonna do about that? GMAC has more money than I do. I said, "Bess, this is going to affect my credit. Yeah, well, you'll get it back. I wish I could tell you that she did not sucker me again, but that wouldn't be true. She sucked me in again and again because of my need to please until I reached the point that I had had enough. Sisters, you need to know it's not your fault that you were born to an unloving, abusive, uncaring, dysfunctional, non-maternal mother. You need to know that you can and will survive this, that this phase of your life is not the end. You will rise again, and you will overcome. I'm not saying it will be easy, but with your sisters, others like you who have survived or who are going through the same thing as you at this time, you will make it. Keep hope in your heart. When you give up, that's when you lose. When I conceived the idea of damaged daughters, some words came to me that just seemed to express what my experience had been. Stressed, depressed, confused, and lost. That's the price your love cost.
1: Pain
2: drain, always an emotional drain, the mental hurt, over and over, again and again, all thanks to my impossible, illogical, biological bitch. There are two very important words that you must take with you in your heart and your mind. Every day, regardless of what others say to you or do to you, you matter. You matter when the chips are down and it doesn't seem that anyone is coming to save you. You matter. You have to know that you matter in order to survive. And here at Damaged Orders. There is an entire sisterhood of like-minded people that are willing to reach out to help. When we share our stories, it reinforces the fact that we are not alone. I suffered silently for so long because I thought I was the only one going through what I was dealing with. I thought I was the only one with a manipulative, self-absorbed, narcissistic bitch of a mother. I'm not, I wasn't. They continue to fester and grow, but the strong ones, like me, continue to pop up and say, to the damaged daughters, you're not alone. We all have something to say. And it's here that you can say it. There was one thing that Bess used to say, and it was, I can't stand a split. A split ain't shit. And I was about four or five, and I asked her, what is a split? And she said, a female and it took me a while to connect the dots to understand that my mother did not like me because i was female and that was the root cause of her disrupting my life when she thought that it was going well that was the root cause of her coming around and causing confusion when she thought my life was on track and going well, like with the car, things were going well. She had to screw it up, no more. I'm on tour and it won't happen again. So my sisters, in the future, I will have guests that will share their experiences and I look forward to all of you reaching out to me on Facebook at Damaged Daughters. Until the next time, bye for now.
0: We are Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all Black, All News, All You. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network is an Afrocentric media organization designed to express the collective interest of the Black World community. From poverty to
1: opportunity, from the South Side of Chicago to Washington, DC, from gang affiliation to a successful career, from drug killing to being a presidential management. arrested and charged to being converted, and sharing my story,
0: I'm determined to be a living
1: example of how you, too, can escape. The story continues. LevonThomas.com
2: Are you tired of waking up to sleep lines on your face and cleavage wrinkles on your chest? You know, those unnecessary creases that are carved into your skin after hours of sleeping on your side or belly. Introducing the Beauty Keeper Back Sleeper, the only pillow designed to actually train you to start sleeping on your back and stay there comfortably throughout the night. Imagine you could wake up to a fresh, line-free face and chest every morning. We promise you'll see results or your money back. The Beauty Keeper Back Sleeper Pillow. Get yours today at www.mybacksleeper.com
0: how many black superheroes can you name what about your children only studios has been creating superheroes with you in mind since 1970 visit onlystudios.com today that's o-n-l-i studios.com where you will find indie graphic arts fine arts on canvas superheroes and much much more are you in chicago view their only wear wearable art collection on display at Dusabo museum go to onlystudios.com for more information Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you.